You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Yoga Magic, everyone. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. Thanks so much for being here today. This week, we are talking with guest Jamie Price, the creator of the Food and Lifestyle blog. So happy you liked it. Jamie's just really fun and joyful talking about food and hosting, and I thought it was the perfect conversation to have as we approach our very first eclipse in the lunar nodes of Taurus and Scorpio coming up here this spring. So with the North Node in Taurus, which it is right now as a collective, we're being called or maybe even pulled is a better word to embrace tangible pleasures, luxury, things that feel that just feel really good in that sensational space, delicious food, you know, that things that stimulate our senses and bring us gratitude, right? I think of Taurus as really a sign that is grounded in gratitude, grateful for the things that we have in this earthly body. And yeah, it's a it's a feel-good episode today, friends. I think you're going to like what Jamie has to say. Jamie and I discuss how you can be a great host, even if you are not a great cook, <laughs> aka that's me. Um, we talk about the little details like playlists and scents and lighting and just, again, all of the sensations, all the senses and how they go a long way. We talk about the discipline involved with cooking, you know, and, and with self-care and how those can be so similar. Jamie shares some of her favorite recipes, and some of them are really feel good. Some of them are kind of healthy. Some of them are really indulgent all over the place. And of course, we talk about Jamie's self-care practices. So if you are not familiar with So Happy You Liked It, check out some of the recipes to start with in the show notes, and be sure to follow Jamie on Instagram at So Happy You Liked It. Also, friends, you are the very first to be hearing about a live, yes, an IRL event happening on May 22nd. So I'm so excited to be hosting the first ever live live podcast conversation with special guests and friends of the pod, Gina Seval of Past Lives in the Divine, Meredith McCowan of Earthling Astrology, and Kelly Smith of Mindful in Minutes. So this is going to be, oh my gosh, such a fun day. We It's officially called Self-Care Sunday at the Nunu, happening on May 22nd. It's this beautiful space in Minneapolis, and we'll be having a conversation. I'll be interviewing our panel of guests. Kelly will be guiding everyone through a relaxing sound bath. There's going to be tons of self-care goodies and giveaways, and yeah, just a a fun afternoon to indulge in some self-care coming up May 22nd. So tickets go on sale 
Early next week, if you are not already on my email list, make sure to hop on there so you don't miss the announcement and grab your ticket before they're gone as we have limited space. And of course, if you're not in the Twin Cities, friends, I host monthly yoga magic events online. The next one is Connecting with Spirit Messengers with special guest Sarah Leverett, and that's on Wednesday, May 18th, 7 p.m. Central Time. So more info on all of the events in the show notes. Check those out if you want to dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics that we talk about on the show. And again, thanks for being here, everyone. This show really is here to provide you with tons of tools and ideas and maybe potentially new thoughts on self-care and self-discovery. And again, you don't have to do them all. I really hope you don't. Just pick the ones that feel good for you. You might discover after this conversation that hosting parties is totally your your new self-care style. So I appreciate you so much. You can follow us on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast, and I'm at Ashley.Sondergaard. Let's chat with Jamie. All right. Welcome, Jamie. I'm so excited to be sitting down with you today. We've we've had the pleasure of meeting many times before, but I'm excited to really dive into what you do with So Happy You Liked It and just all things entertaining, cooking, and, and how that can be therapeutic and self-care. So thanks for hanging out with me on a Monday. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here, Ashley. Thank you. Ugh. You're so good at that. I'm like, Jamie's going to be so good at conversations because this is like her wheelhouse. She's on TV. She's like a camera ready. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, like five minutes before this, I was frantically running around trying to get ready. So anyways, I'm glad you said that. (laughs) You're one of those people who can like, who can be ready for zoom, like totally presentable in about 30 seconds. Like, I think some people are really good at this. I, you know, I try like in the morning to to, to somewhat get ready, you yeah, know what I mean? not yeah. knowing because like, and I'm sure I'll get into this in a couple minutes, but like for my full-time job, like it is zoom. I am working at home. I'm on meetings all day. So like, yeah, I try to start my day being like, okay, who could I, who could I be on a meeting with today? Like I want to be at least somewhat presentable. So I try, I try. <laughs> it was on a call with those two. I'm prepping for a workshop for target actually. And I was like, professional on the top. And then they have the sweatpants obviously on the bottom, but I felt like, I felt like I had to tell them and I knew these people. So it was like, I needed to show them. (laughs) Like, am I doing it right? You guys, is this the corporate vibe? Tell me. Well, and that is the reality of it with, with so many people transitioning into like a work remote situation. I just actually saw someone do this like funny thing where they brought everyone back into the office, but they had everyone dress in the attire that they would take their zoom calls on. Oh my God. And it was like literally everyone in like shorts, sweatpants, pajama pants, joggers. And on top they're like, I don't know, they're like more of a formal business, but like suits and ties (laughs) and like just so formal. So it is, it is a thing. So yeah, you did it right, girl. Okay. I'm (laughs) glad. Okay. I'm so again, excited to talk about all things that you do, but before we get to that, I just want to know who you are, who is, who's Jamie. If you want to share your sun, moon rising, I'd love to learn more about you from your chart. Yeah. So I'm Jamie. So I am the creator of the food and lifestyle blog called so happy you liked it. So on my website, I really try to focus on promoting and inspiring balance, um, in the kitchen, in the home, in your life in general, really, that's like what it's all about. Um, my website is very food focused though. So I do a lot of recipes and just really view food as being a form of nourishment emotionally, physically, how you show your care for others. So really, um, it's just this fun little creative space that I have and little, 
I, I laugh. Like I always used to talk about it that way, but now it's like, I have hundreds of recipes on my side and I've been doing this now for six years, I believe. I really got serious about it within the last few years when I started doing um, live cooking demonstrations on a local food, um, food fashion, like fun lifestyle show here in the Twin Cities called Twin Cities Live. So I've been doing um, cooking segments on their show for the last two, two and a half years. And then, and now my dog is here and okay. from his walk. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be distracting. No, that's okay. Um, But so, um, I've been doing that for the last two years, recently got the opportunity to guest co-host on the show, which is super fun and just been a really cool, um, thing for me to experience and understand like how television is an amazing platform. And I really enjoy it and, um, find it rather easy. I hope that doesn't sound too self-serving. That makes sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's been a ton of fun and I've learned a lot and continue to learn a lot. Um, but this is all in addition to my full-time job. So, I have been working at Target. Oh my gosh. It's like, I really need to sit down and do the math sometime, but I'm pretty sure this year will be 14 years, Oh wow! um, which is great, but you know, it's, it's corporate America, um, which is wonderful, like great security, but there's always been this voice in the back of my head, honestly, since I graduated college that was just so in love with the idea of of food and entertaining and using it as a way to inspire others and care for others. So really that's how so happy you liked it was born. I just one day was like, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to share this with the world. People ask me for recipes and that's really where it all began. So that's a little bit of that background. And then my sun and my moon and my rising. Okay. So I'm very excited to talk to you about this because yes, me too. I I don't know if this is very common that people have moon and rising signs that are the same, but I do. So I am a Scorpio sun. I'm a Gemini moon and a Gemini rising. And so I'm so excited to like hear more from you because I'll, I'll be honest, the, um, I would say in the last two years, I've started to dig into my moon and my rising. Um, and it's really fun, obviously, when you start doing that self-exploration and learning more about a different sign, I've been listening to different podcasts or like when I am reading horoscopes, I read both just to like, see what really resonates and sticks with me. Um, so yeah, I would love your two. This sons. is so ironic. Cause the person I interviewed right before this was also yeah. Scorpio sun, Gemini, right. Or Gemini moon. Isn't that wild? Hey, okay. Well, good. So it's all fresh in your brain. Here's where like, I think it actually works super well for you in terms of that Gemini piece, like coming through but first a Scorpio sun is like magnetic. People are drawn to Scorpio energy and they don't always know why they don't always like know what to do with it. It's super powerful. And so I think often I talk about this a lot on the show is that like Scorpio is misunderstood. People like to put it into a box of like Gothic clothing and like moodiness. And like, actually it's like wildly powerful. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's kind of a heavy load, right? So like Scorpio has a lot of emotion And when you can channel that into something you love, kind of like what you're talking about, it's like super transformative. Gemini, on the other hand, is super different. It's it's an air sign. It's all about communication. It's all about socializing, about intellect, about ideas. And Gemini is kind of that like squirrel energy where you're like, you're getting all these things coming in. And with it in your moon space, one, it feels safe to connect with people around ideas. I mean, like, for your, your show and for, um, 
the pot or the blog, it's like food ideas, right? Like just being able to socialize around that. And then when your rising sign is there as well, it's also how you connect with the world. So people perceive you, they see that Gemini right away. They're going to see all of that, like excitement around connecting and ideas um, and communication. So like, if <laughs> like for you to be in something like TV, not a surprise, right? When you have a lot of Gemini in your chart. So it's, oh my gosh, it'd be so fun to look at your full chart and where you're like your Mercury is. And it's just so fun. Even hearing you talk about like how Gemini shows up. And like I said before, like over the last two years, I've really started to dig into it. And for anyone out there that is like, oh, I I know that I'm an Aquarius. Oh, I know I'm in a Taurus. Like I'm connected to that. That's how I self-identify oh, wait until you figure out what your moon sign is because it really, and you're rising of course, but it is just so fun to start recognizing another part of you. And again, like what you were just saying about Gemini and how that, that comes to the surface and how the world perceives me and the the energy that's behind it. Like, wow, do I feel connected to you talking about that? And so it is so fun tapping into another side of yourself that you, that has always been there obviously. Right. But like just the recognition, um, around it is really, really cool. So good. I'm glad. And uh, so here's why I was like, I need to have Jamie on the show. So right now we are moving. The North node is in Taurus. Taurus is all about like earthly, tangible goodness, yummies. That's like how I describe it. Like cashmere sweaters and really good food, things like sex, things that like we as humans are so lucky to experience. Mm-hmm. That's where we're moving over the next 18 months. And I thought of you because I'm like, okay, Jamie talks about food. It, like you said, in sort of like a sensory way where there's, it's an experience of like joy of being able to bring people together around something tangible like food. And I'd love to know just kind of like when you, when you think about the recipes that you're making, or like you think about entertaining, does it, does it feel like that? Is it sort of an aesthetic and like a sensory experience or like, how do you bring it all together? Yes. Oh my gosh. Everything that you're saying is so spot on. And just thinking about the next 18 months and what that means and where we're all going, like, man, food from a sensory perspective, that is what it is. Mm -hmm. It, it, um, so often do we collectively make a quick breakfast breakfast and sit on our phones and scroll our phones, not paying attention to what we're putting into our bodies. How often? Yes. Like how often are we you know, what, whatever that is. And we're so distracted. And so I personally have tried really to be intentional, um, as of late of like putting my phone down, not even reading anything, looking at the food that I prepared for myself and wholeheartedly enjoying it. You know what I mean? So I think other things come with that though, too, you know, a lot of the questions that you sent me in advance were around like entertaining and like what goes into that. And I think that, um, it's not just about the food that you make, it's how you present it. It's the warmth of your home. That is by way of like the temperature, the smells in your home, the sounds, like, is there music playing? Like, and I think it, it really is about an experience, which is what I, I really try to encourage people to get after when they're, when they're trying to get into the kitchen more, right? So many times I hear people say like, great recipes, great website, but like, I, I hate to cook. I'm never going to yeah. cook these things. And it's like, okay, well, what, what would happen if you did like, what would happen if you actually took the time 
to pour yourself a glass of wine, a glass of kombucha, a glass of whatever it is that you like to drink, follow a recipe, take the time to really like immerse yourself in that experience. Cooking is, is so, you said this before, it is so therapeutic and it can be something that gives people great joy so long as they know how to do it in a way that is, that does bring them happiness, right? Sometimes, of course, like if you don't like to cook, please don't try to tackle a recipe that's going to take you four hours to make, like find something that, you know, you love already, be it chicken piccata. If you know that like chicken piccata is like your go-to dish that when you're out, you like order off of a menu, try making that, try making that, take your time, give yourself the space to do it. And then how rewarding will it be when you take that first delicious bite and you think, wow, I actually did this for myself. I did this for my family, my roommate, whoever it is that I live with, that I'm cooking for, that I'm nourishing. Like, I just think that that is all part of the experience of food and how it truly can be like its own love language and in lack of better words. So yes, yes. Okay. There, I was listening to a podcast the other day about Mm -hmm. dopamine, weirdly, Mm -hmm. and how that like sort of pleasure pain combination, right? So like what you're saying of taking some time, setting away the distractions, the things Mm -hmm. that give us those like short-term dopamine hits that ultimately kind of like fall immediately after when we're disappointed, we're like, oh, look, I wasn't that great looking at my phone, set that stuff aside and be in the moment, make your food, enjoy your food. That dopamine response, totally different, right? Like that's what gets us through the day. Truly. Well, and think about, okay, such a great example. Like I'm even trying to think yesterday when I was sitting on my couch, like just relaxing, having a lazy Sunday, what were the things that were the quick hitting dopamine? I can't remember, but I can remember like the delicious bowl of soup that I had and how wonderful it was like taking the time to not distract yourself of those earthly pleasures is so important as opposed to something that don't get me wrong. I love social media and scrolling my feeds as much as the next person, but like, I think really getting in touch with the things and you know what, to be honest, like maybe that isn't food for you. Maybe that's something totally different, Mm -hmm. different experience, but like taking the time again to like put away those distractions and those short term hits of happiness. Why not pursue the things that like long-term you will remember and will stick with you. And again, getting back to the analogy of cooking, like, wow, I made that awesome soup yesterday. Like I I'm, I'm going to do something delicious for dinner tonight. Cause that was such a rewarding experience. So I just think that it's, yeah, everything you said about the distraction pieces is, is so important to remember, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Yeah. We made soup yesterday too. It's like the yeah. right now. <laughs> <Soup> season. <laughs> okay. So I want you, we touched just a little bit on entertaining as well. Like, I think that's something that feels really good for a lot of us as well. Um, I'm not a great cook, but like, I do really like to entertain. How do you think about those things? Like, can we be really great at entertaining and fill that piece? And also maybe not so great at cooking. (laughs) Oh my gosh, of course. And I think that that is something that, you know, people do tend to get so intimidated sometimes by cooking. Right. And going back to the comment I made before about, you know, people thinking like, oh, well, I really hate to cook, but I'm going to try this beef bourguignon recipe that calls for 27 ingredients. And it's going to take me six hours to make, like you're setting yourself up for failure. Like 
Like just keep it simple. Again, go back to the things that you really enjoy. When people come to me and they say, I really hate cooking. So like, how do I love, how do I learn to cook? Like if I really don't like to do it and going back to the comment that I made before about chicken piccata, it's like, find the things that you know, you really enjoy eating. Your family really enjoys eating and start there, start simple. Like if it is chicken piccata, and even that sounds intimidating to you, like find a simplified version, do a shortcut, get, get something store-bought. Like I think like, or store-bought components of a recipe. I mean, you know what I mean? Like still taking the time to put something beautiful on a platter and present it in a gorgeous way, I think is also part of the experience, especially when it comes to entertaining, right? Like the wow factor that comes from entertaining is really presentation. And I don't mean presentation about like artfully arranging crostini on a platter. I mean, like everything, everything that comes with that experience, be it pouring a glass of wine for someone, having a mocktail made because you know that they don't drink or they're pregnant or whatever the case is, like the personalized touches that come with that, even down to like your music playlist. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I really like take a lot of pride in. Like I craft playlists based off of mood and individual. Cause I I'm, I'm a music lover. I love all types of music, but I'm going to play a different playlist for my girlfriends that are coming over versus me having my parents and my in-laws over, not because I don't think one or the other would dislike the music, but it's, it's, it sets the tone for, for the entire evening. And so I really think getting back to cooking, I know I kind of went full circle or like roundabout arch there (laughs) when it comes to people just being intimidated by cooking, I would say, start simple. Don't stress yourself out. Find a few things that, you know, like you and your family will love the flavors of and, it's okay to like take some store-bought shortcuts hundred percent. Like that does not need to be, I always try to say that cooking does not need to be fussy, complicated, or a source of stress. It should be fun. And that's like really the tagline of so happy you liked it is really making cooking fun again. Like allow people to learn to love to cook, take the time to find the things that you love and who knows where it will evolve, right? Like you could tackle a 10 minute recipe. And then who knows, maybe in a month you will be making that six hour before you own. So, okay. That's giving me some hope. And also <laughs> I'm just glad that my partner really loves cooking. Cause I like other pieces. Okay. So I want to get really granular. You're, you're preparing for a really fun girls night where they appreciate the aesthetics. They appreciate all of the elements. Yeah. What as a host are your, like your tried and true tips? Like, what do you think about as you're getting this all together? Um, great question. So again, setting the tone for the evening, it's, it's not just the food. I think that's normally where I start because I am me. Um, but really creating a menu around the people that I'm having over, you know, I've already alluded to this a little bit today, but you know, what do my girlfriends like to drink? Is it red wine? Is it sparkling wine? Is it a specialty cocktail? Do they not drink? Do what is the main course going to be? What appetizers could go with that? Are we going to have dessert? Is it going to be more interactive? Like what else are we going to be doing for the evening? Like the last time I had um, a couple of my girlfriends over, like it was, it'd been forever since we got to hang out. It was just this magical evening of like lovely music, candles lit, like greenery on the table. I was in the kitchen. Like my, my, uh, my home is kind of open format. So like 
me cooking in the kitchen, I can still be having a conversations with my friends sitting at the table. Right. So, um, it's all interactive and it's just, it's just like an evening of, of wonderful, like conversation and food. And, um, yeah, so I would say, start with a menu, determine like what based off of the people that you are serving are going to like, if there's a new recipe that you want to try, and then really like back out of your timelines from that. I think in the early days of me, like really enjoying entertaining family and friends out there listening to this are probably chuckling because I was such a frazzled host. I was always like at the 11th hour, be trying to get everything done. And I've really like turned a corner and just realizing like, okay, these things take time and a week in advance, you should be prepping out like what it is that you're going to need to do based off of your schedule. When you're going to go get groceries, when you're going to stop at the liquor store to get whatever it is that you need. Um, and really just like inching back from it and just giving yourself more time and space. I think, um, again, just like I said earlier about food, like people think that entertaining is so intimidating sometimes, and it really doesn't have to be because at the end of the day, if you are lighthearted, having fun and relaxed, that is exactly how your guests are going to feel. If you are whipping around the kitchen, telling people to sit down and get out of the kitchen and like basically leave you alone. Cause you have 11 D seven things that you need to do. That's no fun. And that's not the purpose behind hosting. And realistically your people, the people that you are going to want to continue to invite into your home are going to want to like help out and be there side by side with you. Right. So if you are having one of those moments where you're like, Oh my gosh, I have, I really, uh, I really like did myself in and overshot this one, like having, people that are there to help, like it's okay to accept help. And that Mm -hmm. makes for a memorable event. So. Okay. I like that. Accept help, right? Like make it an experience, make all of it an experience. Do you feel like it's like, do you have like sense? You kind of, you talked a little bit about like playlists and the ambience of it all. Is there like any secrets that you think would be helpful? (laughs) Um, I think lighting is huge. Lighting. I I agree. Yeah. I think sometimes, people don't realize the power of like just a little bit more of a dimly lit room totally. or allowing like the ambiance to be set by candlelight. Mm-hmm. Um, typically if I'm cooking something that is very aromatic or that's going to like fill the home with like a delicious aroma, I really try to stick to unscented candles. I know that's kind of like a friend, oh, that's a good point, but it's, you know, I just like having some basic like votives or things like that. If, if, um, you know, for whatever reason, we're going to be eating in an area that is outside of the kitchen, like all typically on the main level, then have some like essential oils diffusing or something like that, that just brings a lot of freshness into the house. But really I think lighting is, is where it's at. It's like between lighting and music outside of, of course, the food and beverage aspect of it, but that's what really helps set the tone for just a delicious evening Mm -hmm. or day. (laughs) This is okay. So I had, I talked to Kelly Bullis about this, like, a, like maybe a year and a half ago about entertaining. And, and a, she said a lot of these similar things. And we were kind of, we were in that like heavy, heavy COVID time. So it was like, how do we do this in, you know, over Zoom? <laughs> like <all this> right. <laughs> like, to, to be able now, you know, safely, obviously to, to think about these little details is so fun. And I think that's exactly like, the vibe here is that yes, there are a lot of details to hosting and to cooking if if that's something you know you're gonna do. And they 
it can be fun. Like that's the point, you know, give yourself something to focus on over the course of the week and give yourself a little project. And what you said too, you kind of were talking about like discipline around. So like, what if you just did it? And that's how I feel about self-care in general. It's like, okay, I know we are busy. I girls, I know. (laughs) (laughs) What if we just set aside five, 10 minutes to do this? I think that's along those same lines. It's a little bit of tough love, but I think it's like what like we need yeah. to, to get in touch with ourselves. Well, and Ashley, I just think you do such a beautiful job on your podcast, like sharing with people that self-care looks differently for everyone. Totally. And like what I am sharing today about self-care and entertaining and cooking, like that may not resonate with everyone and that's okay. But the other options that you provide to people knowing that like, it's just going to look different for everyone. And you have to find that space. And if it does mean that the 10 minutes that you take in the morning to make yourself breakfast is also the way that you care for yourself. And you are intentional about saying, I'm going to make myself a delicious bowl of oatmeal this morning. And I'm going to dress it up with all my favorite things. Like that should be a moment that you recognize as self-care. It does not need to be sitting down and meditating. Isn't your goal. So didn't you have like a goal of like meditating every day for 60 minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, like, and that can be, that's incredible by the way. And I would like love to talk more about that, but it's just, I, I think that people think that self-care needs to be this thing that is again, meditation and bubble baths and face masks. In reality, it can be taking the time to like sit down on, on, on the couch and just like relax and read a magazine, making mm-hmm. yourself a delicious bowl of oatmeal, whatever it is, like it just, everyone has to find their own thing. And I think you just do such a nice job on this podcast, really making sure that people understand that and offering up different um, ways that people can do that. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And you're totally right. It's so different for everybody. And, but I do think we all, you know, we all eat yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> the intention intentionality around food is something we are collectively moving towards also because there's some scarcity. I mean, there's some serious food scarcity issues. There's yeah. so much to be grateful the minute we have food in front of us. And I yeah. think that like, we don't, we can't take that for granted. Like these are just food. has a vibration, right? Like when oh. you think of a high vibrational food, what do you think of? Oh my gosh. Uh, pasta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> pasta. Like every, you know, people often will ask me like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite dish? I'm like, okay, that's not even a fair question. Like what cuisine are we talking? What meal of the day? Like there's, I love all food. Right. But when I really get down to like the things that bring me like immense joy, it really is pasta. Like I just, it's cozy. It's comforting. It can be light. It can be heavy. It can be like anything you want. I just, Pasta. I love it. Yep. I love That's it. So much. I have an Italian grandma and she oh. like, I don't know why I didn't hear it this, but she did. She'd make <laughs> her own noodles and just like there was, she was made pastini soup when we were oh. growing up. It's just like, I, I think those like little tiny, they're like little balls noodles, yeah. and they, oh man, just Yum. now I'm saying that a lot. I'm like, I can make that while we're in quarantine for another please, week. Please make that. And please like share the recipe. Cause that sounds amazing. So, okay. I want to know a little bit more about the recipes that you have on your site. And so we can direct some listeners, like we're in the middle of winter. It's going to air in probably like March. It's like, well, I guess some people live in other warm places, but for those of us in Minnesota, it is like dead of winter. 
lots of soups going on. What, if you have any specific recipes to direct them to, where would you send them? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, (laughs) how much time do we have really? No, I did. We were talking a little bit about soup earlier. So I did actually a couple of weeks ago, do an entire like soup week where I just (sighs) did an entire article on like cozy, comforting soups. So that is on like the main page of my website. And we can always link to that too, I'm assuming, but like, I have a lot of different soup recipes. I made minestrone to me talking about pastini that you just mentioned, like Minestrone is one of those soups that I love nothing more than making like the most giant batch, letting it simmer on the stovetop all afternoon, Mm. going and getting a little bowl, leaving it on the stovetop, coming back a little bit later for another scoop. Like it's just, there's something so cozy about it. So soup a hundred percent is like where it's at. I also love again, like anything pasta related. So last year I did an entire series that was dedicated to education on my site. So again, with the tagline being the series was titled so happy in the kitchen, uh, which is dedicated to helping people learn to love to cook. So every month I went through like a different topic, be it pasta, be it vegetables, be it dessert or baking. And I really dove into like some basics around how to prepare those ingredients um, and just education tips and tricks. And so in the month of September, I did pasta. And so I did a lot of different pasta recipes. I did this really cozy pumpkin rigatoni that was delicious. Oh my gosh. So good. So um, yeah, there's um, on my website, there is like a link at the top called recipe index. And then like, it'll go to all the top under dinner, there will be a pasta section. I would definitely recommend for some cozy and just like soul filling recipes that people check that out too. Oh, one more, sorry. One more. If you are really looking to indulge (laughs) because (laughs) on my website, I really do try to keep things balanced. And I, you know, I, I typically try to say that like 80% of my recipes will be really like clean, wholesome, nutritious recipes. And then the other 20% is like smart indulgences. This is definitely one that like really is on the indulgent side of the pendulum. Um, but they are called hot buttered rums. And so it's this drink you can make a yum if you don't drink, but it's kind of like, you know, that like Tom and Jerry's mix. That's kind of like an ice cream base that you like mix in with hot water. So it's a hot beverage. It is one of those drinks that like, until people try, like, I don't think you can get it until you try it. It's like creamy and nutmeggy and cinnamony. And it's like just this warm, spicy cup of deliciousness that you got to try. You got to try. It's not, I'm just, I'm telling you the ingredients are not very clean. Um, but if you really just want to treat yourself, it's a very fun, it's a fun one. You gotta live. No, I love that. Oh, that sounds so good. This is funny. I'm, I'm reading this book called the first 40 days. It's about postpartum. Mm -hmm. And as I'm like preparing for postpartum, because in the past I've been, I just, pop right back into work. Like, I mean, like we all kind of want to, right. And now I'm like really thinking about forcing myself into like, I need to rest. I need to rest when this baby comes. So this whole book is about warming, warming the body with food. And like, you're saying, you know, these soups and these yummy drinks and things like rice and just stuff that's like pasta, right? Like that, like warms your body is so healing. Mm -hmm. It's so vibrationally high. And, and when you have like the people bringing it to you is one thing, but even just being able to fill your body up with that warmth is it's like, 
it's like kind of being in the sun in a way. <laughs> yes. Well, and I love the seasonality that comes with that too. And of course, like as you're preparing, um, like that's, that's a certain phase of life that you're in, but even like as the seasons change, and I think winter is such an important time for us really to, for lack of better words, like allow our bodies to hibernate, to rest, to like, enjoy the coziness that comes with this time of year, regardless of what climate you're in, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's such an important thing to do. And then come summer and spring, like, I just love how, how that opens up and like, there's different flavors to explore and different ingredients to use availability of things. And just how the, the, the things that our bodies crave totally shifts, like, sure. Does a fresh slice of like tomato sound good right now. You know what? Yeah. Like I do love tomatoes, but in the summer you cannot hold me back from eating 15 slices of fresh tomato Mm -hmm. because it's just, it's fresh grown. It's like so delicious as opposed to on a day like today in Minnesota, when I don't even know what the temperature is, probably negative 15. It's so cold out. All I want is something that's just rich and cozy and like makes me feel warm from the inside out. So I love everything you just said. Mm. I could just listen to you, listen to you talk about food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. What outside of cooking and entertaining Mm -hmm. do you do for your self-care? Oh my gosh. Great question. I have really tried to be intentional, especially with all this time that we're spending at home. I think, um, in the world of the past, right? Like the pre COVID times, Um, I was infamous for being on the go all the time, overstretched, overworked plans, five nights out of the week. So really self-care for me has evolved a lot over the last few years. And I have really come to a place of appreciating that in the beginning, it was really hard for me. I consider myself to be a mega extrovert, but it's been fascinating over the last two years to realize like how much actually I I am an introvert in some respects, mm-hmm. but taking the time to like allow myself to sleep in, allow myself to just take a 10 minute break and like lay down and close my eyes. I am not a napper for the record. Even like, you know, when people say like, oh yeah, I could always like nap in college. I didn't even nap in college. I could not, I cannot do that, but allowing myself that moment of rest, I think has been, it sounds so simple, but like, it's really something that I have have really started to see a self-care also just like, I know this is something that a lot of people do, but I just find so much joy in having like hot lemon water in the morning. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, it's just a simple, right. It's so simple, but that ritual and that routine. And of course, like my morning cup of coffee, like I've really come to appreciate that like magical moment in the morning where I like use my frother and my collagen creamer. And it's just, it's something that I do for myself that I just love. And then of course, like the, the movement aspect is something that I'm continuing to work on and finding moments of movement in my everyday, be it stretching something that like, I really need to work on. I've lost a lot of flexibility over the years. And it's something I want to be really, really more intentional about in the next year and just getting outdoors and actually enjoying we had a puppy this year who made a guest appearance earlier. Um, <laughs> so he, he definitely like gets me outside, which I've just like really loved and appreciated because to be honest, uh, first of all, first pet of my entire life. <laughs> so, um, that has been fun and an adjustment, but it, you know, if we didn't have him, I wouldn't be getting out 
side every single day. We're cooped up, especially in like these climates where there's snow on the ground. Like it's not as easy to like get outside and get a breath of fresh air. And so that's something that I've really tried to be thoughtful about, um, for my self-care too. Yes. Getting outside the lemon water. I've been hearing that. I've just been seeing that more often. And I, I like, I feel like I dabble in that, but there's so much just aid in digestion and like kind of waking up the body in this ritualistic way. I love that. That's a easy, yeah. such an easy one. Well, and it's just a bright, like you think of lemon, be it in cooking or like products you use, you just think of it as being sunshine. Right. And mm-hmm. so I love like putting it into my, that into my body first thing in the morning. I don't know if it's like my house or just the time of year, but I feel like I wake up every morning, just like parched. And so having, oh my gosh, right. Yeah. Having like a warm cup of something that is just very basic water with lemon is just like such a great way to rehydrate. And it just gives me a little extra energy kick, of course, before my cup of caffeine that I should probably cut back on, but I won't because I love it. (laughs) No, it's good. It's a good combo. I think it's like, like you said, balance. Exactly. There's gotta be some Libra in your chart. You speak to balance so nicely. I'm sure there's, I wonder if that's your Venus. Ooh, I'll have to look. Yeah. Well, let's look after we're done recording. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Jamie. I just, this is, this is exactly what I was hoping for and like feeling this part of my soul. And I think again, there's so many people who are going to be experiencing this as we move towards that Taurus North node over the next 18 months, everyone pay attention to these like tangible luxuries, these earthly things that fill up our soul. Um, if they want to get in touch with you, learn more about all your goodness and get some recipes, where can they find you? Absolutely. So my website is so happy you liked it.com. Um, liked being past tense. I think some people, uh, screw that up or miss that. Um, so, so happy you liked it.com. And then of course the same thing on social media, on Instagram. So happy you liked it. Facebook. So happy you liked it. I think I'm on Twitter too. I think that's all auto-generated from my Instagram. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, sure. Um, Pinterest, you can obviously find a lot of inspiration there as well. But um, yeah, and I just, I love connecting with people. I love, love, love it. So I always try to encourage people, like if they have questions about a recipe, about anything that I'm sharing, or they just want to say hi, like, please do that. I I welcome like that sense of community. So please find me and and let's connect. Oh, thanks, Jamie. This was perfect. Oh, you're amazing, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for everything that you're doing on Yoga Magic. Thanks again for tuning in today. Thanks to Jamie for sharing your joy. And again, you can connect with her on Instagram at so happy you liked it. Be sure to check out the information in the show notes about getting on the email list to grab your ticket for those fun upcoming events. And I will see you next week, everyone. Thanks for being here.